Function and Beauty lets you love your hair or love it even more. Never buy off the shelf just to be disappointed ever again. Go to functionofbeauty.com AMR to take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. Set yourself up for sleep success. Calm, the app designed to help you ease stress, has myriad methods to help you get the best sleep of your life. Calm is offering a special limited time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com AMR. Nutrients to fire you up for a busy day. Organifi is a line of organic superfood blends that offer plant-based nutrition that tastes great. To get 15% off any product, go to Organifi.com AMR and use promo code AMR. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined in studio by Molly Williams. Hello, Molly. Hey, 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 Sarah. Good to be here. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, unlike many other Wednesdays in the past, we did not run together today. Well, you could have run with me. I went running this morning. You did? I did. How far? Uh, Three miles. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I know. I got out there and did it. Nice. Did you run this morning? Yeah, I ran six miles. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 12 cents. Oh, oh, all right. (laughs) Yesterday, I found 33 cents, including the jankiest quarter. I sent you a picture of it. Yeah. I had to stare at it for quite a while while it was in my hand to decide whether it really was a quarter or not. Finally decided because it had ridges on the outside. You're cleaning up all the money since I'm not out there. (laughs) I am. am. Well, I'm surprised I didn't see you. I I guess I'm not so surprised. I know. But Sunday, we have a big big like workout you know giving uh it's on my calendar swim and bleed (laughs) (laughs) yes well but i hope we can go out and run a little bit oh that's a great idea yes because okay so we're we have an um reservation to swim at 11 when Mm -hmm. the pool opens on the weekends and it is um, there's a really nice trail that goes all around this because there's their schools. This is in Twalton. Their schools are all kind of lumped together. So there's a nice kind of crushed pea gravel trail that goes qu- quite a ways around that actually hooks up to another little trail that I went on last weekend. And then after that, we are going to donate blood. Yep. So we'll run a little bit, swim donate blood. We're going to get lunch in between. Oh yes, we are going to, we're going to pick up lunch. We won't have much time. So it's not swim, bleed and pass out. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, and then we are going to put the second and third touches on coconut cakes. We've got quite the weekend, don't we? (laughs) We do. We do. So, so this is, I think I might've talked about the coconut meringue cake I made last time. That is so dang good. It was so good. You brought me a piece, a a large piece that I shared with no one. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Well done. I sat down guarding it, you know, glaring at people as they Growling at people. (laughs) (laughs) Just leave her in the room by herself. (laughs) So it's an Ina Gard. Gartner, is that how you say your last name? I think uh, so. the, the Barefoot Contessa. Um, coconut recipe, which reminds me, I have to get it out before you leave so that you can, mm-hmm. because we're going to each bake our own on Saturday mm-hmm. because we realized that sharing the cake was not, splitting in half was not enough. And when I told my kids yesterday what Sunday was, and I told John that we were, my 15 year old son, that we were making two cakes, he was like, that's very smart, mom. That's very <laughs> smart. <laughs> so then we bake, it's a, um, turns into a four layer cake. So you bake two nine inch rounds and then slice them in half. People can't see I'm doing mm-hmm. the motion with my hand and then do a filling and then make an Italian meringue. 
And, and the Italian meringue is different than a regular meringue. It sure is. It's more temperamental because as anyone who's watched the great British baking show, you know the difference, do you? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah. So you, you know, you whip up the egg whites, but then you've made um, kind of essentially a simple syrup on the stove. It's, mm -hmm. I think it is just water and sugar that you get to a certain point, you know, you have to get out the, the candy thermometer, which... Mm -hmm. Anytime a recipe says, get out the candy thermometer, I'm like, I'm out, mm -hmm. not doing it. Mm -hmm. Softball phase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mm -hmm. yeah no. right. Right. So, so you let it boil for X amount of time. And then you, as your, uh, as the mixer's on with the egg whites, you very slowly and, um, gently, um, in a steady stream, let the, you know, pour in the other stuff, mm -hmm. the, the simple syrup for maybe there's a better term for it. And, you know, because if you pour it too fast, it might cook your eggs, oh, yeah. you know, this whole thing. So um, I have a good friend who's a professional baker. So he's coming over to help us. And he did the last one. He did. He did. And it tastes kind of like marshmallow. It's really, really good. It's really Because I'm not a huge meringue thing. I, mean, oh, I can kind of mm. give or take on meringue. But this, I was like, oh, yeah. It's so good. Like and, coconut. oh, mm. my gosh, I don't remember. It's good I for Easter. <laughs> yeah. Look at yeah, that. Like marshmallow, <laughs> coconut. Yeah. <laughs> right. So then, and then he brings over his little, um, the little professional blowtorch thing mm, that you get to mm -hmm. brown it. And my um, 15 year old Daphne had such fun doing that. So I told her she can do that again. And so, yeah. And you apply the meringue with your hands. And I think I relayed that anecdote on the show before, but that when, when my friend first said, oh yeah, you put it on with your hands. I thought, nope not falling for that. You're time to <laughs> dupe me. But sure enough, that's how you put it on. And gosh, it's so unfortunate. You have to lick your hands, you know, watch your done. <laughs> so we have quite a Sunday in store. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and then you had a birthday just recently. Yes. And your birthday's Friday. And my birthday's Friday. So it's also like a birthday celebration. It is. It is. Mm -hmm. We were supposed to do it kind of halfway between our birthdays, but, but the month got away from us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it should be very fun. And, and then we can each have our own. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm excited to donate blood. I haven't done it <clears throat> for so long. I used to try, but I was always so anemic that I couldn't give blood. So now right. that the menopause has happened, mm. I'm going to see if those red blood cell counts have gone up a little bit. <laughs> That's right. Oh, that'd be so awkward if one of us couldn't donate because of that, you know? I'm going to go home. <laughs> See you later, Sarah. See you for the meringue. It's not that far. I'll call somebody to come get me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So doing a little good before we bake some good. Yeah. Make some good. Yes, yes. So has nothing to do with our topics um, today. And this is part of our routine series, which we haven't had an episode of in a while. And the routine series is where we talk to real life women about whatever we've decided the routine is going to be about. And today it is sleep habits slash bedtime routine. And back in December, Molly, I put up on Facebook asking for suggestions for routines that we should do, mm -hmm. not, not leading the audience at all. And the overwhelming response was sleep, sleep, do sleep. Mm. So yeah. And it, I, it would have been one that I wanted to do. So I'm like, okay, that's it. The crowd has spoken. So after this break, we'll talk to the first of our four guests, all of whom have told us they typically get seven to eight hours of sleep per night. Stay with us. Talking about sleeping and waking up. Since starting to use Functional Beauty hair products, my hair looks good even straight out of bed. Something about the Functional Beauty customized just for me shampoo and conditioner makes it hold its style and stay smooth even the next morning. All the more reason to love the brand's products, right? 
Function Beauty is the world leader in customizable beauty, offering precise formulations for your hair-specific needs. Here's how to get started. First, take a quick but thorough quiz to tell them a little bit about your hair type and what they call hair goals, such as hydrate, curl definition, shine, or volumize. Next, choose your color and fragrance, or go fragrance and dye free. Then, Function's team determines the perfect blend of ingredients, bottles your formula, and delivers it to your doorstep. Every ingredient Function of Beauty uses is vegan and cruelty-free, and they never use sulfates or parabens. You can also choose to go completely silicone-free. I had fun with my formulation. I called it Functions of Bammer, a nod to you ladies, and made it a pleasing aqua blue. Focusing on hair goals like anti-frizz, color protection, and soothe scalp, the custom shampoo and conditioner feels luxe and smells pleasantly of lavender. My hair feels noticeably softer, my scalp is way less flaky and itchy, and my hair behaves the way I want it. Yes, even first thing in the morning. Never buy off the shelf just to be disappointed ever again. Go to functionalbeauty.com AMR to take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash AMR to let them know you heard about it from our show and to get 20% off your order. functionofbeauty.com slash AMR. To quote Courtney, our final guest later in this episode, sleep is definitely inevitable, but quality sleep requires effort. True Courtney, so dang true, as all our guests detail today. Turns out Courtney is a fan of Calm, the app designed to help you ease stress and get the best sleep of your life. Calm has a vast library of programs designed for healthy sleep, like guided meditations, soundscapes, and Courtney's favorite, sleep stories. There are more than 100 stories narrated by soothing voices by celebrities like Mandy Moore, LeVar Burton, and Kelly Rowland. You can filter by narrator or theme. Courtney's a fan of the train series, which serves up a dozen journeys like crossing Australia by train and South Africa's blue train. When I have trouble falling back asleep at, say, oh, 2.16 a.m., I listen to calm sleep music, letting the extended mix of rain on leaves or the oxymoronic music for silence lull me back to a state of, well, calm. For listeners of our show, Calm is offering a special limited-time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com AMR. That's 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library, and new content is added every week. Get started today at calm.com AMR. That's C-A-L-M dot AMR. Calm.com AMR. I've been using Organifi products pretty religiously for the past few weeks, and let me tell you, I have noticed such a difference in my energy. Instead of reaching for the post-school pickup caffeine jolt, I have been making a protein-filled smoothie that I love as much as my kids do. Organifi green juice in the morning and protein-filled smoothie in the afternoon gets me through the rush of homework, sports, dinner, showers, and then finally bed. Organifi blends like my favorite green and red juices are quick and complete. Their blends are gently dried superfood powder that's easy to use. Simply mix it with water for quality nutrition in less than 30 seconds. No shopping, chopping, juicing, or blending. And I feel good about the fact that I'm starting the day off right with the nutrients my body needs to recover from my morning workout and face the day. Simply put, Organifi powder is juice that's gently dried. Some of the green juice ingredients are spirulina, the nutrient-dense blue-green algae loaded with antioxidants, wheatgrass, mint, and turmeric. It contains less than three grams of sugar per serving. Organifi uses the highest quality plant-based ingredients that taste delicious mixed with just water. The superfoods in Organifi green juice were chosen for their unique ability to reset your body and balance your hormones. I drink it before my morning run, and I don't think it's a coincidence that I felt more energetic on my workout and at my desk the rest of the day. 
To get 15% off any product, go to Organifi.com slash AMR and use promo code AMR. That's 15% off any product at O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash AMR with promo code AMR. It's key you spell it correctly so Organifi knows we sent you. Again, it's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash AMR with promo code AMR. Our first guest is Carrie McKinney from Ballground, Georgia. Carrie works in corporate learning and development, and she's the mom of a 10-year-old daughter. Thanks for joining us, Carrie. Hey, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Good to have you here, Carrie. So tell us about your running background. Oh, oh gosh. Well, let's see. Where do we start? Um, so I'm in my early 40s now, and I guess I grew up always being athletic, right? So I played, you know, high school sports and I ran track, but, but back in those days, I was like a short distance runner. Like I ran two hundreds and four hundreds, like running a mile was not a thing that I did. Um, but, um, you know, uh, life and time moves on. And so then in my early thirties, I really started running, running, um, and, you know, did my first 5k when I was 30. Um, and, and just, you know, got, got hooked from there. So I've been, I I'm, I'm a middle of the pack runner girl for sure. And, um, then went 10 years ago when I had my daughter, um, got to officially join the, the mother runner tribe and honestly Mm -hmm. have, uh, you know, followed, uh, tons of AMR plans, participated in lots of the strides, you know, into the highs and school years and all those things. And, uh, through the pandemic have, have continued to run and, um, have enjoyed all the love the running programs. Those have been super fun and good ways to get engaged since real racing is not happening, but fingers crossed next month, there is a small half marathon here in North Georgia that I'm currently training for. And it's still in person right now with tons of safety protocols. So good. I get to go do a real race soon. Yeah. Well, don't go too fast or you'll miss the money. I heard you found a dime recently. Oh, <laughs> that is so funny. I, I tell you what, like, I am like, I'm such a found change. So all my running friends will tell you that I'm like the found change hound. Um, uh-huh. So yes, recently I found a dime. That was when I was doing my uh, Bammer lucky 7k run. I actually got lucky and found change, but um, yeah, I, I call it sponsored by parking lots, right? Because yeah. I run, I'm, I'm a rural runner and running lots of parking lots. So mm-hmm. always finding the change. <laughs> oh, good for you. Good for you. Don't, don't share too many of your tactics. Cause otherwise, you know, people will go out there and sweep it before you get there. Like I do ahead of Molly. <laughs> that's, that's probably a podcast for another day. Found change uh, tactics. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yes. So Carrie, I love that you say it's habits beyond just bedtime that help sleep improve. So like pre-planning, tell us a few mm-hmm. of the things you do to aim your body toward a good night's sleep. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, yeah. So that's a really great question. So I think that the habits start like throughout the day. So I'm totally a creature of habit. And I find that not only is there security and consistency of those routines, but like it helps my body. So I I'm, I'm pretty uh, regimented about my meal windows, like when I eat, Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also pretty, you know, regimented about when I start or stop intakes. Like I cut off caffeine by 2 PM every day. So if I really mm-hmm. want a cup of coffee late in the day, it's gotta be a decaf. Um, and, and then I automate, I'm a huge fan of like automating my life because mm-hmm. if I don't have to think it's kind of like, don't think just go right. If I don't <laughs> have to think about bedtime, if I don't have to think about those routines, they come much more naturally. 
And, and it's that consistency that, that builds those habits. So I am, I'm all about the habits throughout the day um, and, and, and automating my life as much as possible. Do you get up at the same time every day? I do. do. I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I do. Um, And then, you know, I I like to, I like my sleep. So all Mm -hmm. my friends who know that I'm about found change also know that I'm a terrible morning person. So um, Mm -hmm. I love my sleep. Um, I can't function unless I get at least six and a half or seven hours, um, but I aim for seven to eight, but I do even on the weekend, if I sleep in, it's probably not more than an hour beyond like what my normal weekly, mm-hmm. you know, wake up time is, I think keeping those rhythms intact are super important. So that also means I go to bed, not too terribly late on the weekends either. So I don't stay up too late. Um, and I try yeah. to stay consistent with those biorhythms. And you limit your sugar intake, huh? Oh, yes. Um, so I, I, I discovered this bit by accident, but not by accident by doing some elimination diets. Um, mm. So my husband has an autoimmune disease. And so in trying to help him manage that disease, some different elimination diets. And the one that I found that has helped me and I, and I don't have an autoimmune disease is that focus on reducing inflammation. So, so mm-hmm. very limited processed sugar. And, and as a result, you know, cause it's crazy when you start reading labels and find sugar in everything, right? Mm-hmm. So when you limit yeah. the sugars, the processed sugars, it helps your body in so many more ways, including your sleep, because you've got mm-hmm. more regulated hormones. You've got, you know, your insulin is, is, is more steady. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it makes a huge difference. So, um, yes, there's an occasional treat because I have a 10 year old in the house. Right. Um, yeah. but for and the most human. part. Yeah. And you're human, right. And mm-hmm. in, in everything in moderation, but, um, I I'm really a big, big fan of eating like the rainbow, eat tons mm-hmm. of fresh fruits and fresh vegetables, um, tons of just a, a, a balanced diet with lots of leafy greens. Um, but very, very little processed sugar or added sugars at all. And then if I do use sweeteners, it's usually something like a honey or like date syrup or things like that. Yeah. And alcohol has a lot of sugar in it. Or the ones it I drink with. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I find that limiting that, I mean, not only the alcohol part of it, but also the sugar part of it. And I'm with you and I, I am a sweet treat person and trying, trying to eliminate it in the evening does definitely help my sleep. Do you drink alcohol? Do you, in, you in know, I, I, you know, I, I love a glass of wine and I'm, I love a beer, but um, since kind of going on this elimination journey and kind of the reducing of inflammation, I have found that I, I really, it, it, I, I only have an, a drink every once in a while, like when it's like one of those worth it moments, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. I, I hate to, I hate to sacrifice the sleep and I hate to sacrifice the running outputs. So it's often a trade-off. It's like, okay, how, how fast do I really want to run that speed workout mm-hmm. tomorrow or how, 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 how many miles do I really need to go on Sunday um, <laughs> before I decide to, to pop the cork? So, um, so yeah, I, I limit alcohol too. And, and again, huge impact with sleep as a result. Mm-hmm. So uh, I understand you also limit your hydration later in the day. I do. I do. So, so I don't like getting uh, up at, at 11 o'clock at night to pee. <laughs> And then again at two in the morning to pee. And then again, at, oh, because all right. we're talking about Carrie here, oh, not you, oh, Molly. Oh, oh, sorry. Cause, cause sorry. I oh, seem gosh. to enjoy it. That's what I do. <laughs> I must be enjoying it. I'll tell you, Molly, one of the funniest things is, so we got a, we have a pandemic puppy, right? And he is such a cutie and he sleeps through the night. 
but he's a very light sleeper. So we keep the white noise machine going for him too. So we've also had to learn to not get up in the middle of the night, right? Because if anybody moves, then the puppy is awake. So I it's totally like- get it. Just lying there like, <laughs> don't move or the puppy will wake up. I've, I've totally had that. Yes. Don't make a sound. But yeah. But the, the hydration thing throughout the day, I, 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 I he, again, it's, it's all about the routines and the habits. So I actually go to bed with a glass of water on the nightstand, but that's for the morning. It's not for night. Um, so I drink that first thing in the morning. I also kind of have a personal of in between my cups of coffee. I have to have, a, 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 I have to consume water. So my goal is to hit like the bulk of my hydration goals by early in the afternoon by say 3 PM. Um, and then I start to taper through the evening. So I have kind of a mental rule that kitchen and beverages are closed after six or 7 PM. So I I try to shut off that consumption window a a few hours before bedtime so that it, it, you know, the digestive system is, is kind of, um, calming down. And by the time I'm hitting bedtime by say like 10 PM Eastern, um, I'm, I'm kind of in that, that rest phase just physically, um, so I will have a hot tea, like maybe I'll have a cup of hot tea or like some noon rest at night. Um, but I, I try to do all that before, you know, before 8 PM so that there's a good couple hours before bedtime so that, yeah, I, I don't have to get up in the middle of the night or wake the puppy. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm fascinated by your use of lights in your bedroom to help ease you off to dreamland. Tell us about that. Yeah. So again, kind of the automation thing. So I have smart bulbs in the bedroom and I use them a couple of ways. So I use them in the morning as part of my daily wake up. And, um, as, as you know, with all these different smart bulbs and smart things, now you can like set the one and set the color. So the morning wake up is, is a lot more blue light. It's cool light. It's bright light. Um, it fades on, it, it syncs with my alarm time so that when I'm awake, it's nice and bright in, in our bedroom In the evenings, it's just the opposite. So I have the lamps set to come on after dusk but they're on a very warm light setting. So trying to, again, limit the blue light in the bedroom and they're dimmer. They're not set to hundred percent brightness and then um, they're set on a fade. So as we get close to bedtime, the lights are continuing to fade um, and, 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 you know, kind of settle things down into our space and they shut off at bedtime. So lights are out. We should be, we should be out. So again, it's just those little habits of, of the automation and not having to think about it. Um, and, and sticking with those rhythms that kind of give my body those clues that, Hey, it's, it's time to go to bed now. It's, 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 it's cool. It's darker. It's warmer. It's cozier. So settle down. So I take it then you're not a nighttime reader then like you don't read in bed before you go to sleep. I'm thinking, wait, you must have really good, I'm thinking you must have really good vision because I need like every light on in my room to be able to read. So, so yeah, I, now I will occasionally, if I'm in a good week, my bedside layup a little bit brighter, um, but it still shuts off. It's, it's still going to shut me down and, and, and basically force me to go by, you know, every, so yeah, I, it's, it's, it's a give and take, right? Like I love my books and I love to read, but all my friends will tell you, I love my sleep more. And <laughs> that's the trade-off that I make. Yeah. I also love that you're ruled by lights and you make it sound like the lights rule your life, yet you're the one who set the lights. So like mm-hmm. you're, you're actually like you're dictating things, but because you've automated it, it seems like there's some greater force that's at work there. Yeah. 
Exactly. So kind of <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hal yeah. is taking over. Right. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> so when you get like 12 hours of sleep, Hal is yeah. <laughs> taking over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for talking with us. And, and, uh, now I'm just going to feel so, you know, um, Neanderthal to go around and turn off my lights tonight you, you know, by hand or something. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks you guys so much for letting me share today. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you, Carrie. Bye-bye. Bye. Our next guest is Holly Boubier, a teacher in Providence, Rhode Island. She's the mother of an 11-year-old and a five-month-old. Um, Holly is a lifelong runner as well as um, an avid devotee of November Project. She's also a BAM ambassador and a noon ambassador. So thanks for joining us, Holly. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So tell us briefly how you became a runner at age eight and um, where you've gone with it in the intervening years. Sure. I actually wanted to run track uh, in second grade. I was uh, racing the boys at school and hadn't, there wasn't that that many opportunities for track the way there is or was for soccer and softball. So I know my mom was like, kind of searching it out. And I ended up joining um, Providence Cobra as a local track team at age eight. And I ran with my coach, Tom Span for through college. Like I would practice with him in the summer is actually wow. ended up being like a, a, a really life-changing experience um, overall. So it was great. Nice, nice, nice. And I, I ended up running track at URI. And after that, you know, there's not that many opportunities for adult track meets or it's not something I've really ever gotten involved in. So I kind of switched over to triathlon and marathons and being a sprinter growing up and in college. Now I've, I ended up running 10 marathons over the past about eight, eight, or, eight or nine years. Wow. Yeah, a little switch of now I'm like, all right, I think I might be done with the marathon. and <laughs> So time consuming. They are. Yeah. <laughs> well, you say that now. I know. <laughs> you'll be back at it. So Holly, tell us about your sleep hygiene um, with your family. I understand it's because of a health condition your husband has. My sleep routine has actually changed a lot um, since meeting my husband. Prior to that, I kind of was one of those people that pride myself as only needing about six hours of sleep at night. And um, my husband actually is diagnosed with narcolepsy, Mm -hmm. which many people think means like, Mr. Bean, you're falling asleep standing. Yeah. And you can't, (laughs) but for him, at least it's a struggle to drive in the afternoons and Mm. to go to a concert or watch a movie. Uh, When his body um, relaxes, he kind of falls asleep. So he has medicine, but um, one of the challenges is he doesn't have a lot of quality sleep. Mm. His body will rest, but he kind of describes it as like a mechanism where you're always in the middle, like you don't feel completely energized. And when you sleep, it's not necessarily quality. So we work, mm-hmm. our family works a lot to improve our um, sleep hygiene. And we do that with blackout curtains for all of our bedrooms, sound machines for all of our bedrooms, um, a kind of cool space to sleep. And uh, it has really improved my sleep tremendously my husband's minimally <laughs> but <laughs> it's like I fall asleep in maybe 
one minute of a sleep meditation. <laughs> wow. And he thinks I'm joking sometimes. He's like, like Holly, <laughs> you're already asleep. <laughs> wow. We use uh, the Peloton um, has a lot of sleep meditations that we we like, and he wants them to last 25 minutes. And I'm like, the five minute ones are fine. He's like, for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So it seems like sensory elements are really important to, um, to what your family does. And, um, in the Google form, you mentioned blue light blockers to me earlier, talk about kind of what those, what yeah, I think those take and that sort of thing. In the world of 2021, we're all on screens mm-hmm. even more, uh, with work and my work. We've kind of shifted completely to through Google classroom and everything is on the screen. My husband is a guidance counselor and um, he's actually worked from home this whole year. I'm lucky enough where I can, we're teaching in person in Providence, but where he is, um, it's through the, through all virtual. So we really try to use the blue light blockers. Um, and we, we feel that that really has helped improve uh, our sleep. Even my 10, my 11 year old, uh, sometimes they'll have like a little bit of, I guess a nightmare and, and we're like, too much screen, too much screen. And it seems to uh, really have helped with everyone's uh, sleep. So in, and are they, cause I, I had never heard of blue light blockers until a couple months ago in the, um, the company that I was talking to that um, had mentioned it. They're like, what, you don't know what they are. And so for, for people like me, maybe who live under a rock, I mean, are you wearing, are you all wearing glasses that are um, have special lenses in them or what, what exactly is happening there? Yes, we're uh, wearing glasses that just look like, you know, clear as if they were for prescription, but we don't wear prescription glasses. So mm. um, they're just from actually knock around. Um, so they're not overly expensive. And um, that's the brand that thought I was lived under a rock. We've actually, uh, they're like 25 or $30 knock arounds and uh-huh. um, they sell blue light blockers. So, you know, we, yeah. we just use those, uh, when it, as often as we can remember, uh, at least for the afternoon to be, uh, if we're on the screens. Yeah. Yeah. And it seemed to have, have helped a lot. Even the baby. Even... No. no, 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 no. Even the baby, we try to <laughs> keep in the same type of um, sleep routine. No, we, I don't think we just try to avoid screens with him altogether. No, uh, <laughs> no glasses. Yeah, no glasses. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. and I, we have to ask your five-month-old does he sleep through the night or no oh yeah he has been sleeping through the night since about two and a half months mm, he nice. swaddled like crazy we really mm-hmm. uh where um there is like a philosophy a book called mom's on call and mm. she she really uh gave us a kind of a schedule and um it was kind of like my husband's first child so like this was his first time being a father and he was like, it uh, helped him know what to expect. Cause of course the first few months I had to nurse at night and everything. So you, you hate it when you have like a, a three week old and people are like, how are you sleeping? I'm like, well, he would be dead if we <laughs> weren't trying to nurse him at night, but, or beat him. But so, you know, we, we did do the, a few, obviously twice a night and then once a night, but by two and a half months, mm-hmm. he was able to sleep through the night and we attribute it to the good swaddle, the blackout curtains, you know, uh, feeding him a lot in the evenings. And then, um, we switched to the magic Merlin. I don't know if you guys have mm-hmm. heard of that 
sleeve no. suit. It looks like, <laughs> reminds me of the Christmas story when the little boy is in a oh. full-on snowsuit, so he can barely yes. move his arms. Um, but they sell this sleep suit that you transition after the swaddle and uh, basically will keep Teddy from being able to move his arms and legs, but uh-huh. he sleeps through the night. We see him on the monitor, like he's totally fine, but he uh, <laughs> it keeps him very much immobilized and uh, we assume that's what's helping him get such quality it's sleep. Called the- it's Merlin? called the Merlin. Merlin magic because Merlin. it's like magic. Mm-hmm. Magic Merlin. All right. Magic that's Merlin perfect. sleep suit. And he sleeps about 6.45 till 6.45 in the morning. Yeah, that's great. I bet he looks cute in it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about the humidifiers. What's that all about? Oh, that was uh, part of like mom's on call is just keeping a, a either, you know, a nice humid room so it, it's not too dry. And um, some some of it has like that quiet sound similar to a sleep. Uh, sound machine but uh we do use a humidifier and uh like one of those cold ones that just blows the wet air around yeah it's actually you fill it with hot water oh okay and do you put it in your room too or just the baby's room um mostly just my room (laughs) uh, for my husband but we have we did put it in the baby's room like in the dead of winter when um we have like the type of radi- the heat we have is like dries kind of dries out the, the room. So we were using, using it for the baby. And but uh, my husband uses it all the time because he has like allergies. I don't know. He thinks the humidifier is going to help him. So with him, we just let him try all the sleep options he can get. Um, and that's when we also try to take the melatonin and uh, use wow. the lavender essential oils. <laughs> so, okay. So talk about the essential oils. That's, this is a new thing for me. Oh, and also, okay. does your husband snore and does it help with the snoring? No Maybe one snores. Nope, okay. No All right. Snoring. So just skip that. Go to the essential oils. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we have the essential oils. Um, kind of, it's its own humidifier. Like it, it's a mist. Mm-hmm. It, it mists in the room. Well, how'd um, you like find out like what to use and like, did somebody come and do, you know, your essential oil aura or like <laughs> yeah I know it's kind of like that I mean like there's all sorts of things right no witches no no none of that but I was say, she lives in on the east coast they don't <laughs> oh, okay. have forests like <laughs> how do you decide what to use no one read my spirit but uh, yeah. I did do doTERRA oils a little bit and uh she recommended the lavender and the frankincense is like supposed to be the most calming um okay. and they actually do sell ones that are diluted a little bit for children so I ru- put those on my son's feet they say that i know this does sound like a witch <laughs> um the feet is no judgment no judgment against Wigan. it's fine yeah, yeah. everyone's sleeping so do it yeah uh, right Bring it rub- on. let's get the cauldron out let's go <laughs> <laughs> they put the uh, essential oils under your on your feet and that's how they kind of absorb through so which actually a lot of my family members prefer because they don't have to smell it in in their nose as much but same <laughs> like had enough of the lavender, but uh, putting it on their feet and and it absorbs through to the bottom of your feet. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I ha- I do have to say that when I read your, I specifically didn't have you on as the first guest, Holly, because I'm like, oh, she just like does every trick in the book. So like, we don't want to set the bar so high. Okay. So because I had everybody fill out, um, potential guests fill out the Google forms about their sleep hygiene. And you, you had two responses that really intrigued me. You said never sleep sweaty and clean sheets. Um, I feel they're somehow connected. You need to talk to us about them. 
especially how you prevent sleeping sweaty, because that is a skill I have never mastered. No matter my age, this is not an age related thing. I've, I have Mm. always been a nighttime sweater. So we, we have found that, um, sleeping sweaty will lead us to waking up and waking each other up. But for my husband and I, and my son plays a lot of basketball and pre pandemic would have like at least one or two basketball practices a day. So it was, it, became really important for him sleeping through the night was uh, everyone rinses off kind of at night. And again, that sometimes I absolutely don't want to, like if, if I just went for a long walk with the baby or, you know, not nothing too sweaty, but even like a light run, I'm like, Oh, I I'm fine. I'll just uh, shower tomorrow morning before work. And my husband's like, no, go shower. You're going to sleep better. And uh, actually that came from his sleep doctor is something about like the change in temperature. So you take a warm shower and then you get out of the shower, powder off and uh, you do sleep better about body temperature or heart rate. So we, we do follow that. And with the sheets, we just try to really be good about washing those sheets every Friday. So that way um, there's clean as, you know, reasonably clean, not every day, but <laughs> yeah, not, not hotel clean. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so, so the final question I have to ask is like, when you go for an away race or to like visit your in-laws or something, you must have to like have a, a, a you know, like a carriage top on top of your car <laughs> to pack all this stuff. I mean, your humidifier, your essential oils, your portable blackout curtains. Actually, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, we just do the essential oils. Um, instead of the blackout curtains, we where the, well, I, I'll wear the, um, you know, the sleep mask. Hollywood shades. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I've actually gone to a lot of hiking trips where I have to sleep in my car. So I just will, um, you know, use, just use that, the sleep mask and that pretty much covers it. And you can always play. Um, I didn't know this, but my husband, uh, said you can play like four hours of white noise on YouTube. <laughs> so you can just bring oh. your phone. <laughs> <laughs> so we can we can travel we actually we do camp and travel pretty well we just uh everything goes either from the phone and, and then the uh sleep mask okay, okay so <laughs> so no portable humidifiers or you're calling the front desk of you know the, the... <laughs> do you put the oils on your feet when you travel or yes i i i actually like we'll lean towards doing that more when we travel because we're out of the other, some of the other routines. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You lean, you lean into the essential oil. Right. Like, or the melatonin for my son, like, Oh, here, here's the gummies after dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, very good. Well, you are a font of information, yeah. Holly. So thank you. Thank, thank you so much. And uh, take good care. You too. Have a good week. Next up is Ellen Zabinski. She's an attorney in Chicago and the mother of a 10-year-old son. Ellen's been a runner for 15 years, and she's a three-peater in our Love the Run You're With virtual race series. Welcome to the show, Ellen. Thank you for having me. It's great to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. So um, tell us about your running background, please. So I um, was getting married and had never run before and thought, well, why don't I start something while I'm starting to plan a wedding? Um, (laughs) Did not realize that stress relief um, was going to be so key um, during that time and just stuck with it. Um, Started with uh, Shamrock Shuffle here in Chicago, very popular race um, Mm -hmm. in March and stayed with the smaller distances for a few years. And then I slowly, gradually made it to a half marathon 
And then I ran my first marathon Chicago in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, and then ran a few marathons uh, right around the time my son was born. And then um, took a little break, still was always running, but um, went back into marathon training and running a couple of years ago. I actually used the heart rate training with coaches, Liz and Jen. Love, nice. you're, you're love local, them. Local mm-hmm. ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah. And so I knew I was going to take last year off from marathon running before COVID, um, but it was so nice to have some sort of training plan, even though the racing wasn't really going to be anything typical um, mm-hmm. and have really just loved the love your run you're with. Nice. Good. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. Well, tell us about your bedtime routine, especially Ugh. how you incorporate reading and the essential oils. We're back it's, to essential it's, oils. <laughs> it's always, you know, it depends on the week. Um, I feel like I'm always trying something new and trying to do something different. And the one thing that's, it's almost counterintuitive or almost contradictory, but if I try and turn off all the electronics mm-hmm. and try and read, particularly reading with my son, he's still, we're in chapter books now, but he still enjoys reading with me and I enjoy reading with him, obviously. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it kind of starts slowing down the day, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of brings you down to an area or to a time or a place where I feel like, okay, I can start feeling like I can go to sleep. But recently I've been incorporating meditation, which is through an electronic app. So I kind of feel like, all right, I'm trying to shut down all the electronics, but now I'm going to (laughs) use an electronic app to to feel more relaxed. But I have to say, and Sarah, I know you've been, you've been talking about the Calm app. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm actually using the Peloton app right now, their meditations, and it can be as short as five minutes or as long as 20. Mm -hmm. I just need five minutes. And it, is amazing how just kind of resetting your breath or just mm-hmm. calming your mind a little bit. And I think for me, all, you know, I'm trying these different things all the time. Mm-hmm. The oils help with calming the mind, no electronics help with calming the mind, you know, everything helps. And some days it's all of it. Some days I'd be happy if I just get one of it, you know, and it's mm-hmm. kind of that it, it, it's a progression and it's a journey. Um, mm-hmm. I was sleeping really not well, um, probably right when COVID hit. And Mm. I just, I mean, everybody has a story. I'm sure I didn't have any specific stories, but I just realized how awful I was sleeping. And Mm -hmm. I feel like in the last year, I've really been trying to focus on that and see what is working and what isn't working. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which oils do you use? I like eucalyptus. Mm -hmm. Um, I love lavender. Um, but sometimes it can get a little too strong for me. Mm-hmm. Eucalyptus sometimes will wake me up. So I have to be careful with that too. Like it, <laughs> you know, has more of a, not a mint, but like a stronger smell. Um, mm-hmm. But I put them and I don't know what others have been saying, but I like putting them at the temples of my head mm-hmm. and that relaxes me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And how did you, um, Molly and I are a little fascinated by how people figure out which essential oils mm-hmm. work, because I think I th- there is a multi-level marketing aspect yeah. to essential oils. So we're, and we've read, what's the book that we read for book group? Um, the one about education that her mom, Oh yeah. Yeah. That made the, that she's a highly, what book am I talking about? Yeah, Tara it's, Westover. It's called 
an education right? or educated. Do you know a book educated. we're talking about, Ellen? I don't. I don't. Um, but it's funny. I don't, I, I'm the, the worst. Well, I'm either the perfect candidate for someone who wants to sell essential oils to, or I'm the worst because <laughs> I've just been figuring it out on my own. Um, I know people swear by it, especially those diffusers, um, mm. you know, and, yeah. and I haven't gotten to that level yet. You know, uh-huh. I have allergies, seasonal allergies. Uh-huh. I'm not sure how my husband and son would like, you know, having this mist coming through. But every once in a while, it, it, my my son especially will be like, "Oh, what's that smell? It smells nice," you know, mm-hmm. kind of. Because you can get the ones that also do colors. And my 15 year old son got one of those uh, maybe two Christmases ago, and he really likes it. And it puts out the mist, and I don't know if he puts oils in it, but he just likes that the little mist comes out oh. in the colors. Okay. Um, yeah. And is that at bedtime? Um, well, given that he has the most erratic sleep schedule oh, in existence, it'd, it'd be, yes, it'd be hard to determine whether it's really a, what one would deem bedtime. Sometimes yeah. he just does it almost like people back in the seventies would have done like a lava lamp or something, you know, to be kind of, my groovy. son has a lava lamp and it is, it, it is interesting how the, the, the sight or, you know, the, the, the lighting and just the movement can help uh-huh. calm people too. Yeah. It's, it's uh, a little hypnotic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah. 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 So I know that you got a mouth guard at night um, because you grind your teeth. Was that something new with the pandemic or is that um, leftover from like law school? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it was probably, it it actually was probably just after law school and, Uh you know, buying my first place and then, you know, trying to do the whole working full time and, and yeah. back in those days, I mean, I'm aging or, or dating myself, but, you know, certainly didn't have the um, remote working like we do today. So it was just, I was probably like your son, Sarah, where days and nights were kind of blurry on all <laughs> levels. So I remember going to the dentist once and um, I'd been going to him. I still go to him. I've been going to him for years and years. And he said, you know, you may need a, a night guard or a mouth guard. And I'm like, what is that? <laughs> and the first ones, I mean, <clears throat> again, dating myself, it almost looked like a mouth guard for a sports, uh-huh. um, <clears throat> excuse me, a sports uh, team. Right. And it, I didn't like it at first. It, you know, it was in my mouth and I could tell it was in my mouth. So I wasn't sleeping well or I'd spit it out in the middle of the night. <laughs> but they've really gotten better. Um, the oh. one I have now is, it's almost, I wouldn't say it's like an Invisalign braces. It's not that mm-hmm. thin, but it's, mm-hmm. it's similar. Um, mm. It's, it fits pretty well. And maybe, and again, it could be, I'm just so used to it now. Um, mm-hmm. I know when I don't wear it, like I wake up either in the middle of the night or the next morning, I said, did I forget to put my mouth guard in or because it, it, it does help. Um, it helps with the, I, I can tell I grind. I mean, you can see like tiny little ridges um, on mm-hmm. the mouth guard, but the clenching of the jaw, I think is what has really helped not having or having the mouth guard now and, and wearing it when I go to sleep. Mm-hmm. So because not clenching your jaw helps you have more restful, restorative sleep. Is that it? Would you say? I, I think that's it. And, and like, I used to have headaches. I would wake up mm-hmm. in the morning with a terrible headache and what was that? And, and my dentist said, yeah, it's, it, it can be all related Um, Mm. and if you're, you know, if you think of clenching your jaw or, you know, put, you know, having a a very tight grip on anything, 
mm-hmm. you know, all night. And then you wake up the next morning, you feel right. exhausted. You know, you, know right. like you got no sleep. <laughs> right. um, so that, you know, every little bit helps. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, the night guard and the mouth guard has definitely been helpful. Mm-hmm. So like so many of our listeners, um, you admit that sometimes you will wake up two to four hours before your alarm goes off. Do you have trouble falling back asleep? Have you found anything that helps with that? I, that happens to me all the time. It's about, and oh, I'll have three great nights in a row. Mm-hmm. And then the next, and then the next night is four o'clock in the morning and my alarm is five 30 mm-hmm. and I'll probably fall asleep around five ten. Uh, the worst. Yeah. Just, the worst. Oh. And you're in deep sleep when the alarm goes off. And I just think, oh, can't I just have one night full of sleep, you know? And then I, and then usually the next night I have a, a good night's sleep too. It, I don't have a magic. I wish I had something, you know, um, that I know that causes it. So mm-hmm. I know what to do to prevent it from happening again. Um, my mind t- just tends to be very active all the time. I joke there's big carnival going on up there usually. <laughs> um, and it's just calming that, that mind down and it is getting better. Um, COVID was terrible. I mean, those first few months and I, I, again, everybody has their own looking back now, I cannot believe what we were, do- what we were all doing or not doing. I mean, it was just crazy. Um, but I feel like calming the mind is helping a lot. And in, since the beginning of the year, I feel like those interrupted sleeps are not happening as often, mm-hmm. but they, they do still happen. <laughs> so mm-hmm. no magic, you no know. magic thing. You just try to calm yourself down, slow the mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I always try and find some it, lately and there's, I mean, I think I found this on the internet. I don't know, but um, <laughs> trying to say the alphabet backwards um, mm-hmm. that sometimes will help. Um, I think if you count in threes, starting mm-hmm. from 300 backwards, oh. you usually fall asleep before you hit one. That's one. a good idea. Um, that's an odd one. I don't even know where I found that one from. I use it quite a bit though. <laughs> well, um, the, the thing I find is that my mind wants to ruminate or focus on something. And so when you, it can be something artificial that doesn't mean very mm-hmm. much, you know? So if you screw up around, well, should it, should I have counted back to 188 or is it 187 now? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like that's not gonna, you know, make the earth shift in its axis. So um, yeah, I think having those little, um, things, you know, it's almost like having flashcards of what can I think about during the middle of the night that's, that's um, engaging, but not troubling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that won't keep me more awake. Cause if I start thinking about work or if I start thinking about what I have to do the next day, mm-hmm. then I'm wide awake. I mean, then yeah. I can't, you know, get back to a place yeah, where I feel like I can fall asleep. Plastics in the ocean. Just yeah. don't. don't <laughs> or <there>. taxes. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah. So, so final question that when I asked potential guests about what sleep hygiene they practice, the first part of your response, you said, I try to sleep on my back. So yeah. I'm totally curious. Is that something you found helps you fall asleep faster, fall asleep deeper, like, or what? It, it is. It's so interesting. I, um, when I was pregnant, I 
could not sleep very well. And I was having mm-hmm. some sciatic issues. And my doctor said, well, do you, how do you sleep? And I said, oh, I sleep on my side. And I thought she was going to tell me, oh, put a pillow in between your knees or, you know, she says, why aren't you sleeping on your back? And I looked at her like, why would I? <laughs> I never <laughs> thought of doing that. And especially pregnant, I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to have this baby like on me, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is, you know, 11 years ago now. And so I started trying to fall asleep on my back and it worked. I mean, I fell asleep and I felt really good about it. And I was, you know, didn't feel weird with the change in gravity or anything like that. So fast forward a few years ago, we needed to get a new bed and we ended up buying a Tempur-Pedic mattress. And that type of mattress really helped for me anyway, sleeping on my back and staying asleep on my back. Hmm. Um, I do end up moving around every once in a while. And I still will end up on my side here or there. But if I start the night sleeping on my back, there's a very good chance I will sleep the whole night on my back. Hmm. Wow. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. And I used to be a big pillow person. I loved all these pillows and everything. Now I just have one pillow and Mm -hmm. I have it so that it um, doesn't hurt my neck. You know, it's Mm -hmm. almost flat up against Mm -hmm. the mattress. And Mm -hmm. that has helped, um, especially with sleeping on your back. Um, hmm. Hmm. all right. Well, Ellen, um, I'm going to try sleeping on my, on my back and I'll be thinking of you and I'll be counting back from 300. So thank you. That's in threes. <laughs> yes. In threes. Exactly. Such all a pleasure right. to talk to you both. Thanks. You take, take care, Ellen. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Our final guest is Courtney O'Laughlin of Louisville, Kentucky. Courtney is a personal trainer and nutrition coach, as well as a stay-at-home mom of two daughters, ages four and two. In addition, Courtney is a Bammer ambassador with a very clever and motivating Instagram account that I'll link to in the show notes. So happy to be talking with you, Courtney. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Well, hi, Courtney. Can you tell us about your running background? Sure. Um, well, I started running in 2009 to get in shape for our wedding. Um, I was mostly just doing treadmill running. And then a couple years later, I started um, racing, but I sort of did everything almost completely backwards. So I, st- <laughs> I started with an overnight relay um, because my husband's team needed a runner. Um, then I did a bunch of half marathons. Then I decided to explore the 10K and then finally a 5K and a marathon. <laughs> you did do it backwards. Yeah, that's yes, almost exactly. Uh-huh. Wow. And you started on a treadmill. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. It was just what was available at the gym. So, um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Because you've moved around a bit because your, your husband's in the Coast Guard. Is that right? Correct. Yes. Yes. So yeah. we're currently the coast in Kentucky. Louisville. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, <laughs> we didn't know they were in Kentucky either until they told us that we were moving here. So surprise. <laughs> yeah, Kentucky's beautiful. <laughs> um, so in recruiting guests, um, as I mentioned, I had people fill out Google forms and on there you wrote with little littles, there's a lot that is out of my control, but I know I am for sure setting myself up for the best night's sleep possible by having a sleep routine. So Courtney, I love how intentional that is. Um, So talk more about it because I think that a lot of us, myself included, think of sleep as natural. So we don't take any steps to quote unquote, get it. Sure. Well, it's definitely inevitable, but quality sleep for (laughs) sure takes effort. (laughs) So um, we really started being more intentional with our sleep last 
um, last year when my youngest was one and still not sleeping through the night. And Mm. it was, it was rough um, because I hadn't slept the whole time that she was alive. And also in my, during my pregnancy, I started not being able to sleep well. So it was really um, very challenging to just function um, and, um, and just participate in my life the way that I wanted to. So um, we just started super simple um, with a phone curfew. Um, I just decided nine o'clock, you know what, I'm not, I don't really need to be in touch with everyone um, after this time. Um, And I knew that I could get a good stretch from whenever I fell asleep until when um, Eleanor woke up sometime between one and 2 a.m. So um, it was kind of on me to make sure that I got into bed um, at a reasonable time. Because after that, that was really out of my control. So um, we, yeah, we just started with a phone curfew and um, turning the thermostat down were, was our first steps. And then we um, gradually built from there. Mm-hmm. Good. And your partner's on board. Yes. I think that's the most important part because if, you sh- if you're sharing a bedroom with someone and they mm-hmm. want to watch movies <laughs> at night and you're trying to go to sleep, that's probably not um, beneficial <laughs> to your sleep routine. So um, both of us really decided that um, this was something that we were going to prioritize, which naturally meant not paying attention to some other things. Mm-hmm. Do you go to bed at the same time? Is that we, part of your routine? We do. We do. Once we, oh, um, nice. yeah, once we get our girls down, um, it's sort of like a race <laughs> to, so that we can um, get into bed and, and get some sleep. So um, we do the um, bedtime stories with the girls and then um, we kind of do our, um, you know, uh, evening routine of, uh, you know, brushing your teeth and all that. Um, Mm -hmm. One thing that both of us do um, is we use, we do some self-myofascial release. I use the Hypervolt, which is similar to the Theragun. He'll use some Mm -hmm. of the trigger point tools. Um, We also make sure that we have a nice, in terms of the sleep environment, we make sure that we have a nice cool temp um, Mm -hmm. in the room. And um, one thing that I think is really important that might often be overlooked is we try not to have stressful conversations in our bedroom Mm, at any time, Mm -hmm. Um, but especially not before bed, because if sleep's the priority, I really can't get all spun up and then expect to wind down in any sort of fashion. Mm -hmm. So that's something that for sure takes effort, um, but it is very important. At least it is to us. And we notice a difference. Mm-hmm. That's great. My husband used to do that to me. I'd be reading, he'd come in and he'd want to tell me all about the stressful things at work. Like then, you know, won't talk to me at dinner time, but like, right. As I'm reading, and I'm like two <laughs> things. if I'm reading, I can't read. And you're, if you're talking to me and two, no. <laughs> so I just had to tell him. And then it got into this whole thing. I'm like, well, you know, I'm like, no, just not right before bed. I so I'll remember talk to you some told- other time. Yeah. She'd tell me about this on like so many runs. She's <sighs> like, oh, John did this again, John. I'm like, oh my gosh, like you need to tell him, right. like, set some parameters. So <laughs> that was our, our sleeper. He won't go to bed when I go to bed. Now he snores. So we're sleeping in separate rooms, which is a whole nother thing. And let me tell you, that has been lovely. <laughs> but when we did, and we're going to try to get back in the same room. We're trying to figure out the snoring thing, whole nother story. But anyway, um, so that was our, our, our routine. Like if I have the book out, do not talk to me. Don't know. Uh-uh. I see you. 
Keep moving. You Keep moving. A, you need a book jacket that you yeah. can put on the outside of every book that says, do not disturb <laughs> reading and process. So you come in like, oh, I know I can't talk to you. But, mm-hmm, that's right. All right. But anyway, uh, yes. Good idea. Um, so you do some bedtime prep well before you get into the bedroom. So you, you were talking, uh, you wrote about cleaning your kitchen and your thought process as you're getting closer to bedtime. Can you talk about that? Oh, sure. Um, well, I think the first step is I limit my caffeine after 3 p.m. Um, mm-hmm. So so very early on, I'm, I'm getting in the habit of, or at least starting to think about bed. Um, and then also I try to get as much done. If I'm thinking of all of the things that I think I need to do before the next day, I try to take care of as much as I can before dinner. So I work out very early in the morning. So I make sure that at some point before dinner, I already have my clothes um, laid out for the next day for my workout. Um, When I was nursing, this meant that I stashed my water bottles and snacks wherever I was expecting (laughs) to be with the baby. Um, But, you know, this could be just taking care of your skincare routine before before dinner. Mm -hmm. Just want anything I think that you can take off off the list before, um, it will be helpful. Wow. And then, um, and then when I get to, when we divide and conquer to do our, um, to get our girls down. So I'm usually cleaning up the kitchen and I found that when I was listening to, um, any kind of news or anything that was too stimulating, it would really, I had a really hard time winding down. And that to me, honestly, includes a lot of, um, I'm an avid consumer of personal and professional and passion development material. Um, Mm. so anything that, anything that requires, I think too much brain activity, I try to, um, um, consume earlier in the day. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't even like to read exciting books at night. I really like boring mm-hmm. books at night. That's what um, I, I was the guest on someone else's podcast a bunch of years ago. She said she keeps a, a specific, like a boring book by her bedside. So that mm-hmm. when she wakes up in the middle of the night, it, she can read it. And, you know, it's mildly engaging, mm-hmm. but it's, she can, if she doesn't read it for two weeks, it's fine. So for a long time, I kept uh, Murder on the Orient Express by my bedside, oh, Agatha yeah. Christie, you know, and plods along yeah but then the uh, font was so small so we mm-hmm. need a kind of a pablum book with large print yeah <laughs> yeah like when we read the road i was oh. like oh, oh no 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 i made a rule i could only read that during daylight hours i had to stop by like 3 p.m i'm like Mm-mm, nope mm. i don't think i even took it in the bedroom it's like oh mostly oh i read a lot of nonfiction, so that usually will suit the bill oh my gosh so and and courtney i'm i'm really fascinated by the whole dimming the lights Mm -hmm. you know that um so your husband installed dimmers in things and you have smart bulbs and uh, like i'm amazed at people like you all and one of our earlier guests who have the all the lights working for them well, we what really wanted to automate whatever we could um, so that we wouldn't have to think about it. So we did, um, we have a few um, Amazon Echoes around the house. And so Alexa takes care of a lot of the dimming for us. Um, and we also, same thing with our thermostat, we have that um, set on a timer. So um, even beginning at like dinner time, um, we have like the lights come on at a lower level. And then just as we're kind of going through um, while we're getting our girls down and um, in starting our own bedtime routine, that's when we make sure that we have the manual dimmers, um, everything mm-hmm. set to low. So we're not 
um, you know, in the process of, of winding down and then all of a sudden hit with very um, bright lights. So also listening to all these guests talk, Molly, I'm feeling like I must be the only person who watches Netflix at night. Like, (laughs) I mean, like no one's talking about like their television consumption. Courtney, do you, do you watch any TV in the evening? If we do, it's some like a short comedy that we've seen before. So it's not too stimulating. Like we're rewatching Bob's Burgers again. And it's just, it's it's just rewatching. I'm rewatching Veep for sort of that. Mm, oh, those are so good. Yeah, yeah. Bob's Burgers is good too. <laughs> um, so, Courtney, another one of your suggestions involves fluid consumption, because you, you said hit your water consumption goal before dinner. Yes. Talk about that. Would you? Um, well, I drink a lot of water. I'm pretty active, um, and I know that for many people, you know, hydration is a focus. Um, I try to make sure that I get to um, where I want to be. Um, ounce wise before dinner time. That way I'm not trying to chug a gallon and then, <laughs> um, or that's an exaggeration. Of course, I'm not trying to, you know, make up for it. And then, um, naturally in the, you know, I, it would wake me up in the middle of the night. So pretty much mm-hmm. anything that I can do to set myself up, um, for sleep success, I'm, I'm willing to try it and, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. limiting my water consumption with dinner and after has been really helpful. Mm-hmm. So, but you do have a special beverage before your bedtime. So share the details about that. Oh, yes. It's nothing fancy. It's just the, um, it's a magnesium supplement. It's just calm. Um, oh yeah, I drink that. Yes. I've started taking that like while I was pregnant and then it, mm-hmm. um, it's just something I've continued. Those are yummy. It is. It's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. And then you sleep with socks on. So tell me about that. Oh yes. This I heard on, um, an NPR life kit episode, um, that if you, people who wear socks to sleep, fall asleep faster because as your feet warm up, your body will cool down. So it's sort of like what one of your other guests today was saying about the hot showers. It's the same idea, Mm -hmm. um, of, of your body's just responding, um, to cool you off once it receives, you know, input that you're warming up. So it's the same idea. So I decided to give it a try (laughs) and it works. Seems to work. I'm not sure. I have to say, I have very, very cold feet and particularly my right foot gets exceptionally cold. Hmm. And so a lot of times I'll put on a wool, little wool running sock at bedtime and it helps me fall asleep uh, much more easily because otherwise it's kind of all I can think about is how hmm. dang cold my right foot is. Well, it seems counterintuitive to me because I like my feet out of the covers when I sleep, but mm-hmm. maybe that if I put the socks on and then took them off later or something, do you take them off Courtney or do you leave them on? Sometimes I do end up kicking them off in the middle of the night. Um, but mm-hmm. if I do get up in the middle of the night, I try to put them back on to fall asleep. I don't know at this point if it's just a mental game, but uh-huh. whatever works. At- mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm going to try it. it. See, cause I take mine off in the middle of the night cause then oh. my feet get just like so hot yeah 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 do you stick your feet out of the covers too so oftentimes yeah mm-hmm. and it's a good way to cool down quickly yes yes yeah so so and i know you use uh nature's gem cbd oil and that's a newer part of your routine right yes i did try that um i've just been using that about a month um mm-hmm. so i have been using that um and it it seems to help. Um, I know that I'm in the, um, sort of peak of a training cycle now. So, mm. which means that at least for me, that sleep is more important ahead of, um, like key workouts. Like tomorrow I have another heart rate test. So I'm mm-hmm. going to make sure that 
I get or I do everything that I can today to get a good night's sleep before I um, have to hit it hard in the morning. Mm-hmm. You'll have to come down off the high of the recording the podcast at night. I'm, I'm only half joking. I tell you, after after most podcast recordings, I am so hopped up, and so that's why I often bake like a quick bread, like a banana nut bread or something, because I just I'm like I need to calm down. Down. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, so speaking of calming down, um, so you use calm. Um, and you listen to the sleep stories at bedtime I and, do. and in the middle of the night. Talk, yeah. Talk about that. Yes. You? I really, really love it. I um, had heard you all recommend it on a podcast. I don't know when you ever, when you first started partnering with them. So mm-hmm. I've been using them for more than a year now. And um, I really, really like them, um, especially the train stories. I don't know what it is. <laughs> um <laughs> I really like the train story. So when you were mentioning, mentioning, um, the Agatha Christie book, um, I uh-huh. know that they have one that's just the Orient express, um, uh-huh. in the calm app. So uh-huh. I, I, what I really like about them is it gives me like, I think I, as you often say, it gives my brain something to chew on. Um, uh-huh. so it's just a little something, um, to be thinking about, but that's not too stimulating or I don't need to be so focused on it. Um, and I've, I don't even, maybe I've gotten to the end of the story once or twice, but probably (laughs) not very often. Um, Mm -hmm. And I use that in the middle of the night too, if I, if I do get up um, to just give myself a little something. I do like some of their music as well, Mm -hmm. um, but but the stories are my favorite. Um, Mm. Interesting. And do you listen to those on headphones? Because when Mm -hmm. back in the, in the before times when Dimity and I would share a room, she would listen to headphones while she slept and, um, and would listen to a podcast or something. And I just always wondered how that was possible. So do you listen to that? Or is that something that your husband can hear as well? Or how does that work? Well, we did try it, um, for both of us to hear, and that was, we're not waking up in this at the same time. So that really didn't work for us. Um, but I do use just my regular, um, like plug-in headphones and I just put Mm -hmm. one ear pod in, or ear, mm-hmm. earbud in, um, mm-hmm. just on my top, um, so on my top ear. So, yeah. um, and that seems to do the trick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Sarah told me you splurged on an eight sleep pod. Um, so tell yes. me about that. What is this thing? Well, it's kind of crazy. And I did write it down yeah. because it is a, it's a whole thing. A whole um, thing. <laughs> so, um, we, um, we did, start to upgrade our bedding um, last spring when our anniversary trip was canceled due to COVID. Womp, womp. Um, but um, we started really investing in um, our sleep environment. So, um, and that, you know, what, what started off with sheets and new pillows ended up with this eight sleep pod pro cover, which is mm-hmm. a dual zone climate control mattress cover that heats and cools during different sleep stages. Mm. So, yes. So both each of us can get whatever can have a customized, um, setting. And, um, for me, I like it a little, um, toasty when I get into bed and then it cools off in the middle of the night and then it, um, starts to warm back up to wake me up. And then it, um, even like vibrates a little bit, like little Mm. pulses to wake me up in the morning. So that's what I use as my alarm. Get out of here. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Oh my God. Will it stop your partner from snoring? 
You know, <laughs> he does snore and it hasn't, I mean, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. He's doing a lot too, um, sleep-wise to help um, alleviate um, some of his snoring and um but um good man good man yeah <laughs> the, the eight sleep pod needs to have an elbow feature can, <laughs> when someone starts snoring they can just prod them <laughs> it's got the anti-murder device and won't let you put the pillow over their face that's funny <laughs> um <laughs> yeah well good for him i'm glad he's working on it we're working on it too yeah yeah. So then, so like I asked one of the previous guests, when you go away on vacation or like to an away race, Courtney, do, do you then just have a, like a, accept that you're going to have a lousy night's sleep because your environment is so different than it is at home or? Well, I guess, I mean, we've started incorporating a lot of this stuff um, since COVID. So mm-hmm. we haven't really mm-hmm. gone anywhere, but I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of it is portable, although I probably won't be able to take my um, eight sleep pod. Um, yes. I could naturally take the Calm app with me for sure. Mm-hmm. I could, mm-hmm. you know, um, I could do the trick with the socks <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, any I would if I was going to an away race, I'd probably bring um, my roller and any anything like that, too. So I think most yeah. most of what we do, uh, we could simulate away from home. Um or at least good enough that it wouldn't be um, mm-hmm. so completely out of our routine. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. And then finally, what big race are you training for? Um, well, my goal race, my first goal race is um, next month, um, the Kentucky Derby Festival half mm. marathon. Um, I'm not sure yet if I'll be doing it virtually or in person. I guess I'll have to see how I feel as it gets closer. Um, mm-hmm. is here in Kentucky where, uh, we stay at home moms are very low on the vaccine, um, priority list. Yes. Um, so, you know, I'm definitely, um, open to doing it virtually, but my real goal race is, um, Indianapolis marathon in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, so It'll be my my big return to the marathon post babies. So I, <laughs> I'm I'm hoping nice. that um, that I'll be able to do that in person. Yeah, oh, and I that's so in, that's in November, right? Um, yes, November I think yeah. sixth this year. Yeah, so you got some you got some runway there. Yeah. for life to get back to um, real races and yeah, things. Yeah, hope. yeah. Well, good deal. Well, you sleep tight, Courtney, <laughs> and thanks for sharing with us. Thank you so much. All right. Well, I gotta say, I feel like a sleep slacker. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I wear earphones, you know, the occasional listening to the Calm app and I wear Hollywood shades and, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I, I sleep with the window open. Does that count as doing yeah. something? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. We all got our routines. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, but no, I, no bed bugs at least <laughs> right. no. imagine in the day, don't let the bed bugs bite. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, think about it. It's so funny yeah. because as a kid, you didn't think about that. No, I mean, like literally, like don't let the bed bugs bite. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Leave it to you to bring up bed bugs. Thank you for <laughs> keeping it Victorian, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, if, you, if you're still awake, folks, uh, you need to go to the motherrunnerstore.com and check out our Go collection of merch. Really excited. We launched a spring collection, which... Um, is not always our MO, but we decided to go with one this year. And so it's three tank tops, all having the word go, because it just really felt like a word that resonated with us as the pandemic winds down and hopefully races are starting again and um, new fresh attitude for this uh, new 
times we live in. And we have two hoodies that, oh my gosh, they're lightweight. They're just kind of a step up weight wise from a t-shirt and they are selling like hotcakes. I already had to reorder more and two pairs of shorts, Molly. Have mm. you seen the shorts? What's in the whole line? It's really cute. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Who designed that? Who designed it? Gee, who modeled it the shorts? Again? <laughs> <laughs> it was me. Oh. Well, no, it was our designer. Yeah, Megan, but, they are really but, nice. Uh, um, so yeah, so we, and the shorts, they are made by our beloved Corsa and one is um, five inch pair of track shorts with the built-in undies and some really great pockets. And then the other are fitted shorts that are six inches long with um, big hip pockets or outer thigh pockets. And those are just, both pairs of shorts are just flying off the shelves and those are limited. So mm. folks, once they're gone, they're gone. I so, love that brand. That course is great. Yeah, it sure is. It sure is. So, all right. So you can find all that at um, motherrunnerstore.com. If you want to really go right to it, you go motherrunnerstore.com slash capsule, but motherrunnerstore.com will get you there. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles and many happy slumbers. Mm-hmm.